Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, folks. I am John Nigerian uh, from Market Rebellion, and this is Compound Interests. Compound Interests today is with Matt Case. Matt goes by the handle of Matty Sats uh, on Twitter, and a sat is, of course, a Satoshi. So as you might imagine, our conversation is going to be wide-ranging, um, and it's going to be about digital assets, an awful lot about crypto, about crypto brokers, and about uh, dollar cost averaging and getting your friends that have never really traded crypto that finally want to get in. How do they do it? Well, Matt and I have some ideas and we share them with you in this broadcast. If you like the broadcast, well, um, subscribe, number one. Number two, share it with a friend. We appreciate you. And now, Let's get into the discussion with Matty Sachs. Thank you, Doc. It's it's good to be here. Uh, a big fan of yours always, because you know I, I'm watching you on on CNBC every day. <laughs> and I came I came prepared with the uh, Michael Saylor look. I'm still working on the ship. I got the black shirt, so you know I'm I've been watching it. you guys. Um, yeah, so I do the iHeartRadio thing uh, full time on the air, um, and I'm on a station in Seattle, and I'm on a bunch of other stations around the country that's syndicated, and uh, so that's my full time gig. And then um, five, six, about five years ago, I got into digital assets. And just as a retail guy, I wanted to figure out like, what is Bitcoin? What does this thing do? And I just jumped in and I just started to dive in and learn. And that's that's kind of how I got into, into blockchain and digital assets. It's just in a thumbnail sketch there. Yeah, just a natural, uh, trend, you know, naturally he migrated from uh, being a DJ yeah. Um, and what kind of music do you mainly spin on the oh, stations? All, all the songs that you know and love from Bon Jovi to Prince to Madonna to Aerosmith to uh, Cyndi Lauper. I mean, it's, it's like <laughs> 80s, 80s pop hits, the stuff that, you know, that you would probably sing at karaoke you've heard a million times. Well, I love it. I love it. By the way, uh, and I hadn't asked Matt this before, but do you do weddings as well, Matt? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, I'm, I'm done from the weddings thing. I just I, I just sit here at home with my Michael Saylor background and John Nigerian wooden ships and stack Bitcoin. That's what I do and <laughs> make snarky videos. Well, and folks, I encourage you to check out those snarky videos because Thank you. they are funny as heck. Um, Maddie has, uh, uh, and his handle on Twitter, by the way, is at M-A-T-T-Y, S-A-T-S, -S, sats like Satoshi's, yep. a millionth of a Bitcoin and all that kind of stuff. When yep. you're stacking sats, um, that's how a lot of us refer to accumulating Bitcoin. Yes, and it by is. the way, Matt, when, when, uh, when, when you explain your passion about getting into Bitcoin, mm -hmm. how do you do that? To, I mean, because obviously some of the people you're dealing with are musicians, mm -hmm. they're artists, they're broadcasters, as mm -hmm. well as just, you know, friends that you've made throughout the sure. years. And they all of a sudden hear that, hey, Maddie's really into Bitcoin and wow, this thing's made a tremendous move. What mm -hmm. do you tell them at this point, um, since they've missed if they're new and they haven't gotten in and they've missed so much of the run? What do you tell them? Have fun staying poor. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I had to do that. That's no, Matt Kaiser. Matt Kaiser. <laughs> I love Max. I love that dude. Um, no, you know what? I tell him it's still early, and I would, I tell him just uh, my. I just put a video out because I got a lot of people now because they've known, like you said. So now they're coming back. Like, oh, this actually is legitimate. And I say, you know what? The simple way: get Cash App. 
you know, put it on your phone, test it out, do a dollar, do $10 and just let it sit there, you know, and just watch. And then, and if you really start to see this thing is moving, then set up a reoccurring purchase, DCA your way in. And then at that point, I would tell them eventually start, you know, I'm not, don't leave your stuff on an exchange, you know, rule one, nacho keys, nacho crypto. So then I would then take them. But the first thing, I would tell anybody if they're wanting to get in, just get Cash App. It's just easy. The UX, the UI is phenomenal. Um, you know, it's it's super easy. If I, I can do it, my mom can do it. That's the best way. And so I'd encourage them. You can still get in. It, there's so much room. You and I know that this thing's going to 100K. It's going, we got another having on the way in 2024. We are still so early. So I would encourage folks still, yes, get in. The, 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 the water's warm and we want you. Come on in. Yeah, well... What Maddie has just described, folks, um, the Cash App, which is part of Square, mm -hmm. um, Venmo also with PayPal, have really democratized entrance into this market. Because it used to be, Matt, when I started um, back in 2016, was my first foray. It was, uh, I, I made money on my first trade, but um, if only I had held those coins till now, we mm. wouldn't even be talking. <laughs> All right. but i traded some coins when it was 300 um then i got more much more involved in 2017 um mm -hmm. but it was far more difficult i mean you had to go uh you had to oh, jump yeah. through hoops um a lot of us including me uh lost their passwords and have coins that are locked up and will never be able to get them back so you've actually or, increased the value for a lot of us. Thank you, John. I have, I've done that. So you guys should send we me should a big give you, thank you. Yes, we should. <laughs> but a lot of coins, by the way, folks, have been lost. Right mm -hmm. now, there are 18 and a half million Bitcoins in the wild. But some of those that are in the wild are on an island somewhere where we may never see them again. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but um, like I say, it was more difficult then. Um, Matt has just described uh, the Cash app which is again through Square, uh, Venmo with PayPal. Um, I, and our show is sponsored, Matt, and you don't have to, you know, we're not looking for your endorsement necessarily, um, mm -hmm. but I really love Voyager. Oh um, yeah, yeah, they're and, great as a matter of fact. Coinbase, there's a whole bunch of great brokers. Voyager sponsors a lot of what we do yeah. and I'm a big investor in them. So I love that uh, Steve Ehrlich and team have grown this mm -hmm. thing. So now it's a two and a half, two, two and three quarter billion dollar unicorn in wow, the uh, Bitcoin space. But and one question though, John, that, that I have when, when I'm looking though versus Cash App and, and PayPal and Venmo, from what I understand is that um, you can't take the Bitcoin out of the ecosystem from PayPal. It's locked in there, right? So if I, if I bought that pay, bought my crypto there, I can't then send it to my ledger or my treasure or whatever. Like I can't self custody, but with cash app, I can. So that's why I like cash app. And I refer people there because really that's the, the Bitcoin supremacist in me coming out. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be responsible, take responsibility. And I think that's what Bitcoin and decentralization and DeFi is really empowering the people to do is take back control of your own wealth and your own money and be sovereign. Yep. Well, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, although I will say Maddie that I do leave some on the uh, Voyager platform because they pay me nine percent. Yes, yes. I mean, I've got the uh, yep. I've got the VGX coin, which is their token. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have over five hundred of those, I think it trades four dollars to five dollars in that range. Um, if you have that five hundred mm -hmm. of those, then they increase the payment that they give you 
for leaving deposited coins on there. Mm -hmm. Now, BlockFi does that. A yeah, but they're going now. They're changing their interest rates, though, aren't they, John? Aren't they going oh, yeah. like negative now? <laughs> Not negative, but um, but we're going low. What's Zach doing over there? Yeah, exactly. My but, gosh. Uh, but I, I dig what you're saying because I think this is where where folks like you and I we are finding way better alpha and returns um, versus like a, a ten year bond at maybe one percent where I go and I stake this and I'm getting like you said six eight ten in DeFi I mean it's crazy right and I know people that are that are getting dividends returns from staking passive income of like thirteen hundred dollars a day like that's you know that's like real money yeah it is and uh, you're absolutely right and one of the reasons folks. Um, if you've heard our broadcasts in the morning, we do a show, Matt, called The Daily Crypto Bite, uh, mm. five days a week and at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, myself and two Bitcoin miners that are now work, work with us uh, on our curriculum, mm. uh, as well as in the chat room and so forth with the charts. Um, but we talk about uh, when you've got um, Bitcoin uh, moving as it does and then there are a host of exchanges around the world. I mean, I can't name them all, right. of course. I don't know if anybody could. I mean, I don't know if Roger <laughs> Veer could, or Charlie Schramm, or Pomp, right. or Tone Vase, or you could name all of these exchanges. No. There are so many. But yeah. of the top 10, yeah, I could have a shot at naming those. And on those exchanges, um, they will give you up to 100 to 1 leverage. Um, I'm not encouraging people to and that's, do that. And that's how some people get wrecked. Yep. But that is partly why um, people are out there paying us to leave deposited coins on a regulated exchange like yeah. Coinbase or like Voyager. The reason mm -hmm. is that an awful lot of speculative, speculative money goes into the futures and futures mm -hmm. options. Mm -hmm. Maddie and I are talking today on April 30th, the end of April. Yeah, big so day. We turn the clock tomorrow to May 1st, and all these contracts basically expire, mm -hmm. either worthless or in the money today, and we move on to next month. Because monthlies are really where it's at as far as mm. Bitcoin and Ethereum, folks. Um, they mainly on Deribit and the exchanges, they mainly trade, and Deribit's the biggest by far. They're mm. 10 times bigger uh, than the CME, for instance. But um, when you have a future, and people want to speculate in that for the same reason that they want to speculate in crude oil or gold. And that mm -hmm. is that, you know, they don't have to put up the whole amount. Um, a, a full Bitcoin right now is approximately $55,000. Well, you can trade a Bitcoin future, you could trade a Bitcoin option and have far more leverage, but somebody out there needs to provide that access and exit to you. And those people are the people that are borrowing um, the bitcoins that people like me leave on the exchanges. That's right. how you make 9% APY, for instance, yep. over at Voyager. But um, Maddie hit a good point, several good points, but a good point already in the interview, folks. And that was a, uh, I'm sorry, DCA, dollar cost average. Mm -hmm. I say the same thing, Matt, when people, friends of mine, and I've got a lot of really smart friends, a lot of them on both coasts, New York, and California. And mm -hmm. they're asking me, God, doc, you know, I wish you would have twisted my arm and got <laughs> me into this. And I'm like, I did everything but pull the trigger for you. Right. Yeah. You know, you guys got to put in, uh, you know, your banking information, you guys got to get Bitcoin so you can get into these altcoins and mm -hmm. so forth. But 
a lot of them that didn't do it now now come to me now that it's 55 was 64 just a little bit ago mm -hmm. and they say what do i do now and i say the same thing matt dollar cost average don't go all in even if you're rich even if you've got millions to invest don't dive in at 55,000 a coin and say i'm going to buy you know 10 million dollars worth of this because now after missing the whole run i'm a true believer no mm -hmm. buy it on dips yeah um, whether you do it as matt said dca dollar cost average which i do mm -hmm. but i also matt try to buy it on dips so oh yeah btfd bro i smashed dips did you see my video i made about buying the yep. dip I yeah, did. I go to the, that's what I do, man. That is the only way that I've, I've from a retail perspective that it, I'm, I'm so blessed because of, of smart people like yourself and the folks at Quantum Economics and just learning those simple fundamentals uh, is just transformative. It's really transformative. Right, well, um, before we get to quantum, because I yeah. do want to hit that because that's an important part of this. Yeah. But, you know, when you see that pullback, whether it's a liquidation from, you know, 58 down to 51,000, which happened a couple of weeks ago, or whether it was this week's drawdown, yeah, it took us down to 47.5 or wherever it was. Yeah. And now we're back up to 54. By the way, those sell-offs haven't lasted very long. No, they that haven't. That gives you an idea of how many new people there are in the markets now. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that uh, if you're disciplined enough to say, okay, it's down $6,000, this is a good time for me to put some money in. Yes, is my mm -hmm. answer. Do I? Do you need to look at the technicals at that point? No, because you have nothing right now. Mm -hmm. So you need to, on those dips of $5,000, $4,000, whatever the dip is that you deem as significant, put a little in. So if, whether that's $1,000, whether that's five mm -hmm. or 10,000, put that toe in, buy a little, and all of a sudden you kind of, you catch the, uh, yeah. not just the fever, not the FOMO, but you will catch the idea of how this asset moves because mm -hmm. fear and greed does move markets in crypto the same way it moves markets um, in equities. And it's always supply and demand. Matt and I will talk in a moment about uh, the supply part because he's already mentioned the halving that's coming our way in four years or three years now. Um, mm -hmm. We get these regular events that cause there to be fewer coins, not just John being stupid and losing <laughs> his, his coins, but these regular events where the miners don't get as much mm -hmm. for the work that they do, um, that's known as a halving. It happened May of last year. And anytime, folks, you have um, supply here and demand here, and all of a sudden the supply gets cut in half, where do you think the price is going? I mean, you don't have to be a genius. <laughs> to figure this out. But again, as you live through it, as you trade through it and so forth, then you begin to understand it because Apple doesn't do that. It's not mm -hmm. like Apple says, oh, guess what? You know, now there's half as much stock. They do do stock buybacks, which have a similar sort of effect. But when Apple buys back 10 or 15 billion and it's a two and a half trillion dollar company, it ain't quite the same yeah, no. as when the, the, the miners that are doing that proof of work and doing the uh, the the all these different nodes saying, yep, Matt just bought this, bang, 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 bang. And whoever solves that puzzle uh, first gets the reward, but now the reward is only half as much. Those virgin coins that are then in many cases offered 
um, out into the wild to help pay for all the computing power, electricity, everything else, yeah. the staffing for that. Um, when that goes on and these guys are getting half as much, prices are going up. And Big that's time. just what happened from May of last year. All of a sudden, you know, everybody was saying, when's it going to hit? When's it going to hit? It's July, August, September, October, it hits and boom. Yep. We're off to the races. <laughs> a year ago, it was 8,500. I mean, I, you know, I, I love the little reminders on social media, like, oh, a year ago. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it was 8,500. See, so, I mean, yeah, it's it's amazing. You're so right. This this animal, it's a it's a different breed. I mean, Bitcoin, is a, it's a whole different predator. It's the apex predator, I believe, when it comes to this kind of asset. Uh, obviously, we're at a $2 trillion market cap with this thing. You know, it's, it's phenomenal. I don't think anybody really knew how how big this was going to become when when this started and it's still catching people by surprise yeah it is um folks we're talking with matt case matt is a dj on iHeartRadio, and uh he is a bitcoin supremist supremist which is the new term i haven't heard before <laughs> i've heard maximalist and i used to be one of those and now i'm dr doge uh, because when it when i know elon musk is gonna, you know, whether he DMs me or whether he retweets me or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I see anything about Doge in that tweet, Matt. I am all over that coin. All right. You um, know what? I think I think I'm gonna buy some Doge now, Doc. You got me convinced. I'm I'm, I'm jumping in. I'm gonna do I'm it. I'm telling you, ahead of that SNL, he's gonna be on. Yeah. Yeah. Not insider information. He's yeah. gonna be on with Miley Cyrus, Mart, uh, May eighth. Yep. Saturday, a, a week and a day from right now. Yeah. I guarantee that we will see movement in Doge ahead of that. Oh, yes. Um, and you know, he's already tweeted that he's the Doge father. So I'm Dr. <laughs> Doge. He's the Doge father. I love it. Um, but uh, and what's his face? Uh, Dave Portnoy gave him crap no, about that because he accused him of running a pump and dump. And Musk yeah. said, I haven't sold a single Bitcoin Tesla only sold 10%. Sold 10% of their, yeah. Yep. Billion yeah. and a half purchase. They sold 150 mil, billion, 150 million, sorry. Why? Yeah. To prove the liquidity, to prove to their treasury and to their yeah. uh, board that look, this isn't as crazy as you think. Mm -hmm. You know, you might have Matt dressing up like Michael Saylor, um, <laughs> but uh, when Elon Musk buys a billion and a half in Bitcoin, and it runs up and he's made more money on the, that trade than mm -hmm. in the history of Tesla as far as profits. Um, what I does think that everybody, say? everybody got a little more comfortable with uh, the purchase. This is why, you know, and I, I, I try to, I don't know, man, you, you probably got more access to high level people. I'm trying to get Bob Pittman at iHeartRadio to put some, put some on the balance sheet. Because I think that any time that you do, I mean, just look what Elon did. You just put that, the stock price is going to improve. And that's going to be a, a great ROI for investors, right? And if I hold iHeart stock, wow, the stock's going to go up because I just added Bitcoin to my balance sheet. Great, because Bitcoin goes up. How do we get Bob Pittman to add this? Do you know him? Can you DM him or something? Text I'll, him? I'll, I'll tweet at him and then okay. we'll see if he follows me. Okay. Um, but Matt, I think uh, that you're exactly right. Um, and I think just sort of like uh, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan have all jumped into the game. Yeah. JP Morgan, it's still on the rumor stage, but we have it on pretty good authority because officers within the company are talking about it publicly. So mm -hmm. I got to believe that those three biggest asset managers um, on Wall Street are going to do it um, because two of them have already committed to it. 
um, you're going to see Bridgewater and Black Rock and Black yeah. Stone probably both going into this. Um, and brokerages like Fidelity um, oh, are yeah. going to well, try to get well, in. We know, but but Jeannie, know she, she's a big bull over there, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Ab Ab but, Abigail Johnson, Abby? Yep, yeah. she is. Um, but I would say, folks, that um, uh, people my age might use Fidelity or Schwab or E-Trade or whomever. But everybody else um, is going to be looking more at Robinhood, Voyager, Coinbase than they are those other guys. Why? Because they've got a slick app and it makes mm -hmm. it easy. Just as Matt started this discussion when he was talking about, you know, you look at the cash app and you buy it in the cash app. Um, it's just so much easier. And mm -hmm. ease of entry made a huge difference to stock trading in 1979 when they broke you know, the, uh, the up until then we had fixed price stock trading and so forth. And then in 70, what, what in uh, 73, we began listing um, uh, options, listed options. Before then it was just telephone call stuff was, you know, posted up in the newspaper once a week or something. Mm -hmm. But as you make that easier, the transition from um, people trading stocks to people trading Bitcoin and Ethereum and so forth. A lot of interesting things happen. And that adoption curve is hockey yeah. sticking like this <laughs> yeah, right now, folks. Um, Matt, tell us a little bit about quantum economics, because um, I hadn't heard of it until Matt, uh, and we'll get to how Matt and I met, but until Matt put up a tweet and all of a sudden I went to his Twitter handle and I pulled down the uh, to look at how many followers does he have, um, who is he tweeting at, who follows him. And then I saw this quantum economics link in there. So yeah. tell us a little bit about the other side of what you do. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I'm an executive producer for quantum economics, basically uh, producing content, video. Uh, so when we're, we're re in the process of redeveloping our website, so we're going to have more educational videos. Uh, so if you want to learn like how to copy trades, um, strategic advisory services, we do uh, analysis on demand and money management. And so when what I do for them is create some of the content that you would see on the website. Um, and so that's kind of uh, my day-to-day operations there with quantum economics is just kind of help to provide good content and take what smart people like Marty Greenspan and Jason Dean and all of our analysts take that and then kind of package it in a fun, digestible, maybe entertaining way that people like myself or who are retail folks can, you know, oh, I get this, you know, because sometimes that lingo and stuff is too hard. So we try to maybe put it in a, in a more palatable package um, and, and break it down for people in a really simple, easy way. And then, and quantum economics, obviously I said, uh, started by Marty Greenspan, who used to be uh, eToro with over like 1.5 million. Now uh, AUM is what we're working with. Um, I, and I think we're like 80% year-to-date gains. I mean, this is all public information. So you can look at and you can follow the trades and copy and, and learn information right there, quantumeconomics.io. And sign up for the newsletter. It's free. You got it. I mean, yeah. and, and it's got all sorts of good info in it. Yep. And, and I do think it's great info. Um, and eToro, folks, that's uh, an Israeli-based um, crypto broker, right? I yeah, mean, but there's eToro US. Was. Yeah. Yeah, he was over in, in Israel, right? Yeah, that's where he is. But eToro also, they have a, a US branch as well, as you know. Right. Yeah. And uh, the information that, that they provide is, uh, you know, uh, very spot on um, and it's easy to digest. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's talk about some of these videos then, Matt, um, because 
like I said, I laughed so oh, thank hard you. because, thank you. Uh, you know, he's got, and again, his handle is at Matty, M-A-T-T-Y-S-A-T-S, like Satoshi's or Sats. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm just sitting there minding my own business after a halftime report one day, and then I see um, you on your, uh, uh, I, I just saw the still version of it, yeah. and I clicked on it to see the video. And it was Maddie riffing about what is it with all these guys and their ships in the background? Um, he's obviously obsessed with Michael Saylor because he's dressing like Michael Saylor. He's commenting on Michael's ships and so forth, but nobody else had ever commented on that. So tell me how you happen to gravitate towards. I don't know, man. These guys. I just, I was watching. I just think like small. Uh, these guys got ships. Like everybody who's rich, who's successful and smart, has like wooden ships behind them. So if I want to be in the game, I notice like there's a there's a trend here. There's a theme. So that's why I was like, I better I better get me a ship. I better find out about sailing. And obviously, you you are a passionate sailor. You've been you've been sailing for uh, for how many years? You've been doing this a, a long, long time. Long time. Yep. Yeah. When I moved to Chicago, Matt. Uh, I mean, I sailed a little when I was growing up in San Francisco and then in uh, Minneapolis. Yeah. But when I got to Chicago, um, one of the things that I learned right away about options um, is that options are used by really smart people. And I don't just mean the ones on the floor. Um, when Walt Disney um, was accumulating the land for Disney World in mm -hmm. Florida, Orlando, right. um, they used options. What did they do? They went to Maddie, who had a 200 acre farm. And they said, you know, horse farm probably in Orlando at that time. And they said, Maddie, um, would you take 10 million for your farm? And Maddie would say, yep, you bet right now. And they said, tell you what, I'll give you $200,000 for the right to buy your farm for 10 million for one year. Do you agree? And Maddie would say, I get to keep the 200 even if you don't buy it in a year? Yep. <laughs> okay, done. Right. So that is an option on a piece of property, folks. Um, and obviously... Once Disney had the thousands of acres that they needed, then they exercised those because otherwise you'd have people saying, wow, uh, you know, uh, no, my, my land is 10 times as much as the last guy you bought because right. I know what you're doing. Right. Anyway, um, so that's one example. Smart one money. that I used all the time, Maddie, when I was uh, first here in Chicago, loved going out on the lake. You guys mm -hmm. know Chicago's right on Lake Michigan. Um, I'm happy enough, lucky enough that my home is almost on the lake shore nice. uh, here in Chicago. So you, you see the lake, it looks like an ocean. It's fantastic. Mm. And it's great for sailing, jet skis, um, power boat, whatever. Back then I was into sailing. So what I did was I'd just go through the newspaper, Matt, uh, in, in the spring and I'd say, oh, this guy's trying to sell this $100,000 sailboat. Um, it's a 40 foot sailboat. It's got a nice galley. It sleeps like six or whatever. Let me go call this guy up, call him up. He's, he's happy to take a call because he's advertising it for sale, of course. Mm -hmm. and I say, you know what? I will give you $5,000 for the season to rent your boat. And he'd say, why would I do that? It's for sale for a hundred. And I said, you have a much better chance of selling it if it's in the water, don't you? <laughs> and then he'd say, uh, yeah, okay. How about you pay the uh, buoy, you know, the dockage fee and uh, give me five grand and we'll call it good. And I'd say, yep, you give me 24 hours, you can show it anytime. 
So I did that for like six or seven years. Every year I'd find a different boat. I had that five foot a year disease. So I'd keep renting a bigger and bigger boat. Um, more friends, go out, party, have a great time. Yeah. Always took care of the boats, um, turned them back in. But that was an option. Again, one twentieth of the value of that boat, I was paying him in an option, not to own it, but just to use it mm -hmm. for the season. So I think smart people have used options a whole bunch of creative ways for years, Matt. And so when my friend Andrew found that um, somebody was going to throw away that boat that we have on the shelf back here, <laughs> I said, oh, no way, man. We, we, we put it. Andrew still stuck it behind me. So it's on CNBC every day. Yeah. And I have an old ticker tape back there. That's a real ticker tape from uh, Thomas Alva Edison. Oh, wow. He's the guy that made those, mm -hmm. you know, that's his patent uh, wow. on those ticker tapes. And a lot of them got destroyed. And if you just uh, hang with me for one sec, Maddie, they got destroyed because of gambling. Um, and if you remember the movie, The Sting, mm -hmm. they did something called past posting, which yes. was that the ticker tape would put out what just happened in the race. Now, if you had the ability to have a ticker tape and instead of getting stock symbols, you were getting um, racing quotes, if you will, you could, in some cases, um, uh, basically uh, have what just happened in the race. So of course, what they did was they, somebody went in and pretended or, you know, did place a big bet. And then they had somebody reading the tape for, you know, mm -hmm. what happened in the race and the horse that was supposed to win that the bad guys bet on lost. Um, so uh, they, they stuck those guys for all that money and so forth in the movie, the sting, yeah. but because of, exactly that sort of situation those machines were wow. beat by elliot ness mm -hmm. and his untouchables because it was tied to organized crime they were doing that um in any place where you could find illegal gambling there would be a guy reading the ticker tape for you know instead of a telegraph mm -hmm. um, but it's the same basic concept it's just like went from telegraph or you know pony express telegraph ticker tape radio, television, you know, yeah. that kind of progress. But anyway, um, what right now, I know you say a supremist, uh, that that's what you are. Mm -hmm. I used to be a, ma a maximalist with Bitcoin. And then I started getting into all of these altcoins. And yeah. right now, I probably have 10 of them that I'm actively trading. Everything from Engine to Doge mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. Litecoin to Ethereum. Mm -hmm. And I think, Matt, actually Ethereum is going to outperform Bitcoin for the rest of this year. Could Bitcoin run to 70 or 80,000? Of course. Um, could Ethereum go to 10? And my yeah. answer then is, of course. Yes. Um, so I'd rather be in something that could triple from here sure. rather than something that could go up. Could Bitcoin just do the Max Kaiser? Max, by the way, says 98,000 is his next stop. And I think that's by the end of June. Um, and 220,000 by the end of the year. Yeah. Good for you, Max. Max is a brilliant guy. He and Stacy have a great podcast. Yep. I don't buy that outlook, <laughs> but I do think that Ethereum could outperform Bitcoin by a factor of at least two this mm -hmm. year. What do you think? 
I would agree with that. I think uh, from a lot of the other folks uh, out there in the community that I've heard from, yeah, I think that that's definitely that that's you're on with that. And I, I would agree, but I still, I still think though, that um, by the end of the year, I, my, my, I, I do tend to agree with, with Max a bit there that that end of the year prediction, just because I'm a, a little bit bullish because look, we've got nine ETFs pending approval. Okay. We've never had this many ETFs, right? Uh, we've got, we got the double G Gary Gensler. He's coming in. We, we know that we know his background, MIT, the guy's a huge blockchain, you know, bull, he gets it. So um, plus you've got Hester Pierce already over there as well. Um, so I can't help but think that by the end of the year, we would see Bitcoin over 100K, could be close to two. But yes, I would agree with you in, in, to, to round this up is, um, yeah, I think Ethereum does outperform Bitcoin and you will get monster gains on it and you should have exposure to it. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I agree. Um, let me ask you about Queen Lala. Um, ah. Because I've, I've noticed um, that you and she have a thing, I guess, or at least you have a thing. <laughs> for, uh, for Lala? Lala Kent? What what's going on there? What is what is the deal with uh, this is at Lala underscore yeah. Kent folks that we're talking yeah. about here? Yeah, she's a she's a, a you know a reality TV star and a movie movie star as well, and she's an author, um, and she's a mom, and she's you know probably best known for her uh, her you know role on Vanderpump Rules, um, mm. and so she's got a new book coming out, and I got an opportunity to sit down and interview interview her coming up, and I just think she's a, a remarkable woman because she's gone through a lot, she's overcome so much and she's a strong uh intelligent savvy individual and I, I think that she's got a really great story to tell um and so i i'm excited to, I, i'll be honest i'm a fan of i'm a fan of the show too so you know well I'm gonna, ask, I, I'm gonna ask her if she's in the bitcoin <laughs> i'm gonna ask her if she what she knows about crypto um i am in fact friends with and my wife uh and i are uh, we, we we love seeing brooks and meredith uh on the real housewives of salt lake Yes. Um, it's the only one I watch. Okay. Um, and it's because of Meredith, um, because, uh, you know, I, I think they're really an interesting pair. Brooks is, is a smart young guy. He went to school with my daughter okay. um, and they lived out in Salt Lake for a while, came back to Chicago, moved back out to Salt Lake, got the opportunity to do this. She has uh, a jewelry company that, uh, you know, she's done phenomenally with. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I watched this. I watched the house. Watch all the housewives too, man. My wife and I, I have no shame in saying it, John. All of them. <laughs> Dallas, Salt Lake, Atlanta, Baltimore, DC, New York. We're waiting for one in Seattle. So, <laughs> my gosh, I mean, I I can't keep up with you on that. Um, I'm I'm back, Matt, going over old uh, uh, Daredevil on Netflix. Mm, yes. I never saw it as a series. I mean, I saw the movie, of course, with Affleck and. Yeah, uh, Garner, but I, I didn't uh, really gravitate towards this show. And then I watched one episode and I was hooked. Yeah, it was so good. So, was really uh, good. I mean, and I'm lucky, I guess, because, you know, it's not just me rewatching it. It's me watching it for the first time. So I, I just love the whole cast. I think, yeah. you know, Phenomenal. that's a very interesting show. And to your point, um, if I had more time, um, now, do you have kids, Matt? Uh, no, well, my, my, my wife has a daughter and we have grandkids, so we're good. We're empty nesters. Okay. Yeah. Because I've still got a couple kids, bunch of dogs, um, mm -hmm. bunch of rescue dogs, just awesome. rescued another one three weeks ago. Um, and I love that, but I just don't have the time. The only time yeah. I really watch is, uh, when I'm on a plane. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll be going down to Puerto Rico tomorrow, then going up to Miami, um, after the weekend. 
I'll go up You're going to go to the Bitcoin to conference? Wall Street conference. Oh, okay. That's going to be killer. Okay. Um, that Wall Street conference, by the way, we've got just an incredible lineup. Um, I'm not hyping it up. It's way sold out. It's going to be at Mar-a-Lago. So oh, as you guys wow. might imagine, tickets are like five grand or whatever. Jeez. And it's banged. Uh, just uh, we're going to have Brock Pierce there. Yeah. We're going to have uh, Ray Lewis. Mm -hmm. um, we've got a bunch of companies that are presenting. It's not my conference. It's Jason Lyons conference mm. from Lyons Capital. But he's got some just yeah. killers and it's going to be fun. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Maddie, what else do we got to cover? About I want to. I, I, I got. I got some questions. I want to fire at you, sir. Since I get to talk to one of the smartest people out here in the economic arena, uh, let's talk XRP and Ripple because we know this thing is happening with the with the SEC. I'm going to speculate something. I want you to. You can shoot it down, fact or fud. That there will be a settlement. They uh, they, they pay a, a pay a fine. They get relisted, and eventually, eventually, Ripple will do an IPO. Could be. Could be. Um, some of the smartest guys I know in crypto tell me this one is a house of cards. Is it really? Um, okay. And the reason is that if they indeed pay that fine, Matt, um, these guys who are big traders at uh, a firm I don't want to name, sure. one of the biggest crypto, not funds, but trading firms out there, multi-billion dollar, um, they say that if you pay the fine, um, Exchanges will not list you. They obviously it's mm. not listed in the U.S. right now, right? Yeah, right. Can't trade it on Coinbase. Can't mm -hmm. trade it on Voyager. Um, you you've got to go to a v, through a VPN and go offshore mm -hmm. to trade Ripple XRP. Um, why? Because nobody wants the SEC and Mr. Gensler now, you know, crawling up their backside. Right. Because um, if indeed they are deemed to have violated securities law. Um, and they pay a fine, which they won't admit or deny, but it'll imply very strongly that they are a security. Um, all the offshore exchanges that, that aren't in the safest area. Um, so in other words, the biggest, best regulated of sorts exchanges offshore will not want any part of the SEC coming out there and mm -hmm. knocking on their door. Okay. Now, if they're in the dark, if they're in the shadows, um, then yes, that's where XRP will trade. Um, but for that reason, because of all these smart people telling me that, that okay. they don't see a survival uh, after a fine, I, I'm not touching XRP. Okay. I've traded it. I'm not yeah. in it at all. So, I mean, because I, I just know like SBI holdings, they are big, big, big. And I know who backs SBI as well. And so I'm like, I'm not really, I kind of don't want to bet against that to some extent, you know? I mean, I, yep. I don't hold any, I don't, I'm not an XRP holder, um, but I just kind of think just looking at that and being a speculator that I am, and I, I totally own that. So that was my, why I threw that out there, because I think that's a big thing. What's going to happen? Everybody's swirling and speculating around this this decision here. And, and you know, the XRP holders think, oh, it's going to be great for them because, you know, Gensler, knows xrp and has actually you know spoken about it right yeah so yep. um the the uh the other thing um i wanted to ask you i see more of kraken binance coinbase voyager these these new um financial institutions taking the place of the traditional financial services like bank of america all these i think bank of i think these banks are going are scrambling to keep up and maybe is there going to be any m a would would a traditional financial services look to buy somebody because like look we can't 
compete. So let's just buy them out and, and bring them in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think uh, that the reason you're getting this kind of valuation out of Coinbase, um, which I don't disagree with, I think Coinbase is phenomenal. Armstrong's done an unbelievable job there. Right. Um, and I, I think overall that that's going to be huge uh, and that they are, uh, you know, when people say, well, why don't you have a lot of Visa or MasterCard in your portfolio? That's why, because I don't know that they're going to be the winners. I think they're the ones that kind of get feasted on um, and eroded over time as people use other methods, other means to pay. Now, I'm not going to be using Bitcoin to pay no, um, because I just want to hold it. Uh, capital but, gains, man. Yeah, and capital gains. To your point, um, you know, uh, if I own it from whatever dollar value and it's trading at 10x, 20x that right now, do I want to pay that uh, on that gain? No. So, but could I see something like what Ripple was purported to be, a banking coin? Could mm -hmm. I see something like you know, USDC, mm -hmm. you know, which is the digital dollar, right. um, be the way that people move and trade and invest yeah. and fund. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I think, I think that that's the USDC. Um, that's, that's a circle, wasn't it as well? Yeah. yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and I think that, that, that kind of leads us into that whole area of stable coins and CBDCs or what they call in China, what the DCEP, right. And they're already going ahead with the digital one. We know that. And we heard Jay Powell, uh, just the other day, he says, we're not going to rush into this thing. We're going to take the time to get it right. He said just the other day, we are going to see CBDCs around the world. Um, my question is though, at what point does, um, Bitcoin hash rate and all that become an issue of national security, you know? and staying relevant. Yeah, well, it's a great point. And it's uh, members of, not voting members of the Fed, but members of the Fed have said this, which is true, um, that uh, the only way to shut down Bitcoin is to shut down the internet. And you the only way to shut down most of the cryptocurrency trading is to shut down the internet. Um, so the hashers and the, miner, the mining that is done in China is vast. Um, mm -hmm. They are about to meet much more competition um, from people that don't pay over four cents per kilowatt hour um, and have the latest, greatest, and so forth. But China has basically helped subsidize um, a lot of the best, biggest miners over there. And if you're you know, getting your electricity for damn near free, um, that's a, obviously a huge competitive edge. Mm -hmm. That is why China is where it is with the mining. I think, mm -hmm. Matt. So does that become an issue of national security? I think it does. Right. Um, so hopefully they address it. And hopefully a lot of the firms that I know that are getting into um, the, the mining space in, uh, especially in green, Kevin O'Leary and I. Yeah. Have been okay, well, my next question. I want to ask you about Mr. Wonderful because I heard now is this factor FUD that he's only buying Bitcoin mined in the US. And how how is he knowing where this Bitcoin? I mean, how does he? I mean, is that true or not? Um, it's partially true. Okay. Um, I haven't heard him say that, okay. but um, he and I are looking at backing um, a very significant miner um, mm -hmm. that that you know will be globally one of the biggest miners on an individual basis. Um, mm -hmm. And Kevin is all about green mining. And mm -hmm. by that, Matt, he means, you know, is it hydroelectric power? Right. Green. 
Is it wind? Green. Is it solar? Green. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to be on the carbon footprint side right. because he thinks if we can offer green coins, which as you know, um, when the miners win those rewards um, and they get paid, that's a virgin coin. It hasn't been out there in circulation yeah. before. And depending on the wallet, they'd be able to prove that, yes, this was mined at this facility if, gotcha. that's, if we choose to register it that way. And Kevin is very confident that ESG will be a significant driver into green okay. um, uh, mining. And if he's right, then we'll both be very happy and very rich. <laughs> <laughs> question, another question for you, since we're talking about mining, um, you, you already know this, um, but my question I would pose is, so the, the natural gas, the, the, the burn-offs from, from, from gas and mining, right? They're taking that natural gas and now using that for mining. So when, when, when do the companies like Exxon and these big energy companies go, hey, wait a second, we're not going to give you our natural gas. We, we could do that. We can start by, we need to bring this in-house. You know, when do these energy companies wake up and go, oh, and start doing this? How far away? They would if they could right now. Um, the problem with natural gas and what uh, Matt's speaking about for the most part is flaring. Yeah, the flaring. Uh, in right. other words, burning, uh, just burning it. Uh, and why are they doing that? Well, because when you, you know, whether it's cross drilling or regular drilling for oil, some of what comes out of that well is natural gas. Right. And uh, you can only put so much into pipelines and into storage in these salt caves and all the rest, Matt. So mm -hmm. um, if they could use it, they would. This is one of those problems similar to when you have hydro excess hydroelectric power. Um, what do you do with the stuff that's unused? Mm -hmm. um, it just is gone. Or you use it to pump water uphill and let it fall back down the next day. That's one of the ways. Charge batteries. But you know the batteries, we don't have enough battery um, capability to take all of, you know, whether it's Niagara Falls or any of these hydroelectric generations, right. um, I think you've got to have uh, uh, a significant interest in it, which I think you know ExxonMobil and Chevron would have. But it's really tough to use all of that excess that they've got. If they could, they would. If somebody could just turn it into storage, they would. And going forward, they will probably use more and more of it is my answer. Do, 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 you, but do, do you think that they would actually like Exxon if they like, hey, we've got these natural gas that we're burning off. Why don't we just set up Bitcoin mining rigs <laughs> and use that natural gas and keep it in house? And then we're mining Bitcoin so that they, they almost become a Bitcoin company in a way, right? Right. And to your point, um, one side of their business could be ESG. Uh, ah. or, or, or almost ESG. <laughs> I mean, natural gas isn't completely clean, but it's right. a very clean fuel compared to diesel and, uh, you know, the fossil fuels like crude oil and so forth mm -hmm. and various distillates. So, yeah, you're right. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, people moving in that direction, Matt. I don't know of anybody who is right now. Though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's been, as you know, a huge... Um, growth uh, as far as Bitcoin mining here in North America. You've seen this development in Texas. And I think that we've seen states, um, you know, obviously Caitlin Long over there in, uh, you know, gosh, brain fart here, uh, not Colorado, Wyoming, sorry, Wyoming, Texas, Kentucky. We see all these states that are very pro crypto with their laws and regulations and they want to bring business in. And, and meanwhile, the, the Fed is still, the federal government's kind of like this. And to me, I, I'm thinking, is it's, 
kind of reminds me of the marijuana laws across the country where some states are cool, some states aren't, you know, and, and I think that that's how we're, we might see Bitcoin mining even more uh, throughout North America. States are going to be, hey, come here. We want your business. We want to be friendly to crypto mining companies. Yep. And they should. Um, they should want it. Um, it is a valuable uh, commodity. And obviously, um, all states need revenue. So if they can bring bring in a big miner and and or other uh, picks and shovels for mm -hmm. both miners and support for Bitcoin itself, uh, I think that would be huge for any state that really New York is probably front and center in that fight right now uh, to try to win because of that hydroelectric power again. But there's so many places with hydroelectric. Um, you know, from Tennessee all the way out to Vegas with mm -hmm. Hoover Dam. So there will be a lot of that. And uh, I guess it'll just depend on, you know, what sort of incentives they can offer. You'd be much more likely to see it in Tennessee or Nevada, where the taxes are either no low or almost zero versus New York, where they're quite high. Yeah, got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, Matt, I can't thank you enough for coming in. Thank you, sir. Um, it's been my pleasure to be able to connect with you, man. Uh, I get I get to see you every day on CNBC, and now I get to like you know check you out here. This is great. I'm gonna be following you and and the rest of the, uh, your content, man. This has been a, a wonderful opportunity, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, please uh, share that with the team at Quantum that yep. uh, we can do some stuff with you guys. We'd love to, and truly appreciate the conversation today. Thank you, Maddie Sats. Thank you, sir. Doc, you you made me a believer in Doge. I'm gonna go buy some Doge now. <laughs> You'll make money on it. Trust me. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I appreciate it, John. See you, Matt. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.